0: Now, do you know what the word vice means? No. Does vice sound like it's a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing. Oh, okay. And. Ah. Aristotle approaches morality in a very different way from the consequentialism um, that we've seen from utilitarianism. and the rule following that we get from Kant. Aristotle is less concerned with looking at very particular actions and figuring out, okay, is that action following the rule? Um, Is that action leading to the best consequence? What he's concerned with is figuring out what makes for a good moral human being. What what makes it so that I look at a person and, and able to tell that they have good moral character. So the way he gets here is first by identifying what he calls the final good. And the final good is the good that we pursue for its own sake and not for the sake of anything else. He thinks uh, happiness is a good that we pursue for happiness's sake, and we never do it for some other side benefit. Like we never get another good going alongside our pursuit of happiness. That's the first claim. The second claim is Other goods that are intrinsically good in themselves, we pursue those partly for themselves, but always partly for happiness's sake as well. So he talks about honor, pleasure, or reason. We pursue those things as good things in themselves, but we always do so at least a little bit for the sake of happiness. Conclusion, happiness is the final good. Now, how does this connect to what he thinks it means to be uh, a moral human being? what he does next is try to identify what makes for a well functioning human being. What is the purpose that human beings are directed towards? What is their goal? What is their end? And he does this by separating human beings from other organisms that have ends. So he thinks about all biological organisms, those things are growing, those things are you know, taking in things um, to help feed themselves and grow, but he thinks it, there's nothing uniquely human about that. Um, there, are, That is the well-functioning uh, of, of things like plants. Um, and also uh, using our senses, that's not something that's unique to human beings. Animals have that as well. He thinks it's rationality that sets us apart. And this distinction that humans, um, uh, what sets humans apart is rationality. This gets repeated past Aristotle. Um, you see this come up uh, uh, further along in philosophy's history that, that rationality has this uh, particular um, thing that uh, that sets us apart from from other organisms. So So Aristotle says, okay, r- rationality, that's the thing uh, that sets humans apart. What does it mean for that thing to be well functioning? Aristotle thinks virtue. Virtue is what makes for a well functioning mind. Okay, now what does Aristotle mean by virtue? And here he gives an argument for getting to his particular definition of virtue. He claims uh, every art stands in the intermediate between excess. And defect. What do you mean? Something being too little, uh, or something going overboard and being too much. He thinks uh, every art aims at the middle. And then the next claim is virtue is greater than any art. Conclusion, virtue is aiming at the intermediate between excess and defect. And here what he means on the two sides, excess and defect, he means vices. So there's an not necessarily one opposite from a virtue. So you can go from a virtue um, either by going towards the vice of excess, or you can go, you go away from a virtue uh, towards a vice of defect. And virtue is finding that middle space, that that being able, uh, and this is a quote here, uh, is virtue is feeling emotions at the right times and a reference towards the right objects, towards the right people, with the right motivations and the right way and concerning action. It's about finding the middle ground between not acting, uh, and going too far into particular circumstance. So what it means to be virtuous is, uh, to find the right point in the middle and, uh, in both our emotion and in our action. And there it doesn't get discussed here in in Nicomachean Ethics, um, but elsewhere, he goes through a long list of classic virtues. Um, But one he focuses on in the reading that we have is pride. And And Aristotle thinks pride actually is special among the virtues. And what he means by pride is one's view of oneself, and in particular, viewing oneself as worthy of great things. That's what it means according to him to be to have pride. Now, one can go too far in this and can go towards excess, right? And think of oneself as worthy of more than what one actually is, is worthy of. So that would be the vice of excess. Um, but then one could also not have the proper view of oneself, uh, be too humble about uh, one's character and not think themselves worthy enough or praiseworthy enough. And so he thinks pride is having this proper view, right? Have, uh, not thinking of one t- oneself too highly, not thinking, uh, not being too deprecating of oneself, thinking of self so- oneself in right there as uh, being worthy of many great things, but not going overboard. And so, in order to have that pride, in order to have that right view of oneself, he thinks you have to have all the other virtues as well, right? In order to um, be able to exemplify pride in the right way. You have to not only have to not only have this particular view of yourself, but that view has to be accurate. That view has to encompass actually having all the other virtues. So that's why in the, in our particular reading, he sets pride um, apart from the other virtues. And the last thing we notice in this reading is the relationship he thinks that there is between virtue and the act of philosophy. He thinks the contemplative life, the one where one is pondering and thinking and always learning and growing in one's rationality, that that is the the highest virtue. Um, He thinks that activity is uh, intrinsically valuable, pleasurable, self-sufficient, leisurely, and it embodies all the other attributes of happiness.